Alright. Welcome everybody. Welcome everybody to today's episode of The Mismatch Misfits. I am your host, Illiteracy, aka David. I am joined with my best friends right now. I'm gonna say right now, because I don't know what y'all are gonna be in the next couple of days. Look, yeah, you yeah, must, yeah exactly, exactly. I, go ahead, let it let it out. Yeah, yeah damn. I'm a, I can replace y'all tomorrow. No, I'm just fucking with you. Wow. wow! I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right. I'm not hurt. <laughs> I love you. Cry yesterday? No. You didn't cry. No tears. No tears. That's where the shampoo bottle lied. All right. Uh, in today's episode, we are talking haunted Texas, spooky Texas. We're all from Texas. We're all Texas, Texas kids, Texas boys. Texas raised, as you can see, Adrian here, fully, fully fitted out. Today's episode, you know. And what's funny about today's episode? If the Cowboys lose, you'll see it live. <laughs> you will see this live. We have a live reaction. He just threw a fucking pick. Alright, you will see a live reaction of the football game. You also in the background. To see it. We'd love, love to see it. To see We'd love to see it. <laughs> Don't cover it now. Alright. Uh, yes, I am your host. I already introduced myself. Uh, Sam, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Sam. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> that was so <laughs> Hey, what happened to you? What happened to you? Y'all making me warm in my room. <laughs> I spilled juice on it, so I took it out. It's dry cleaning right now. Hey, okay. It's smart. It's smart. Smart. It's smart. It's smart. It's smart, man. <laughs> um, how's it going, everybody? I'm Sam. Uh, I'm just here to react. Have a good time. Mm-hmm. That's all. Sam is our official reactor. Yeah. Oh. First time hearing spooky shit. The man of many faces. The man who many face God. Yes, let's go. <laughs> the man who will let you know. I ain't doing that shit. I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> the man of nope. The common and, sense. Common sense. And then above me, the man with the quick costume change in and out. Adriano Kisosito. <laughs> go ahead, introduce yourself, Adrian. Right. Uh, what's up, y'all? You know. Me, Adrian Chisocito, cowboy fan till I die, so hate on it, whatever. <laughs> All right. and, and below me, um, we have the the lady that keeps us our what I say our research in 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 line. That keeps us in line. Research analysis. Research analysis. She keeps all of us together in line. Make sure we're focused on this because if it wasn't for her, I would have broken down this whole thing a long time ago because I have no idea how to maintain keep track of this. Uh, on time for once. No, well, we're always on time, around the same time. So we're on time. Right. Yeah, we generally between eight to nine. We yeah. Tend, yeah. Tend we're on Mexican time, so yeah. exactly, exactly. And you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm CMP. Go ahead, introduce yourself. I'm CMP. Uh, I do a lot of our research. I tend to post a bunch of our articles. <laughs> 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 um, I'm also a Cowboys fan, so 
Damn. So we about to. So we about to have double the reaction. We're gonna be disappointed tonight. Listen, here's the thing. I already know. I already know. I I accept that you know my team could do better, but they don't. Never. I haven't done. Let me stop. But it's okay. I still love them. But yeah. Super Bowl babies. Our paranormal researcher. I am our. Let's keep. Let's let's stay on track. Person. Yeah. Otherwise, this podcast would be everywhere. <laughs> it would have been everywhere already. We would have never. I would have never pressed record. We would have never started this. <laughs> be like, oh shit, did I press record? Exactly. <laughs> All right. So today, let's start with Spooky Texas. Um. So me and Sampy have two different locations. All right. So y'all two, you know, you and so Sam and Adrian, you guys can react and know where not to go to. No what what two cities to not go to. Maybe a couple cities. We have four cities. Well, okay then. I have San Antonio. We have four cities and five. Probably about like six. Total about six cities, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. You have different places to not go to. Alright, so Sepi, what are you going to start with today? I'm going to start off with my hometown. Right. El Paso, yeah. but I'm gonna give y'all some little facts. Did you all know Texas is the number one reported place for ghost sightings? I can figure that. In this year alone, we've had seven thousand one hundred and twenty-nine ghosts reported. Damn. It's just those that are reported, y'all. Damn. And about it's like about one hundred and twenty-nine per day from Texas alone. We so part of the reason people think that Texas is probably one of the most haunted is hey, there is this thing called the pentagram of blood, and what it is is the paranormal ley lines of the world, and all around the world, these pentagrams go and they mark landlines across the United States, Europe, and things like that, and Texas, the majority of Texas cities hit hit that landline and these cities that we're talking about are on that line or on a point of that pentagram yeah this is gonna be fun so <laughs> El Paso is probably one of the most haunted cities in Texas you've had a lot of paranormal investigators come here including ghost adventurers who did their Halloween special here they kind of were like excited and at the end of whatever they did their investigation were like literally posted a video saying I don't know how the fuck y'all live here El Paso you're scary as hell I'm out basically said they don't want to come back here they don't want to come back they caught their most like concrete source of evidence here in El Paso. Like, you, you couldn't dispute it. Actually, isn't That's there isn't most most of their, like, concrete evidence found mostly here in Texas cities? Yeah, most of the concrete paranormal evidence is found here in Texas. Uh, we have a lot of the more famous hauntings because we are technically one of the older um, states that 
was initially, you know, stolen. There's a lot of, like, issues with Texas. It was stolen. It was bought. It was fought over for so long. We were sold. We, a lot of indigenous tribes lived in Texas. Yeah. And a lot of their land was stolen from them. So, Texas has a lot of blood. <laughs> Hence, all the hauntings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sam's already like, no, why As, do I live here? Yeah. <laughs> Sam's like already like, nah. Sam's already um, does. So, Sam's already regretting thinking about where to move next. El Paso is one of the first um, settlements in Texas for like the Mexican people, the Spanish people. Mm -hmm. We have the first mission ever built in Texas, so you can tell that's a lot of already. A lot of crazy. history there. We used to be part, we were bought from Juarez. Like, our, our name was La Hacienda de Juarez. Literally. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, some of the oldest, like, buildings that I'm going to talk to y'all about is, it's going to be El Paso High School, which was the first high school ever built here in El Paso. Okay. I'm also going to talk to you about the DeSoto Hotel that's over um, 100 years old. Is um, one of the sites that the Ghost Adventures crew visited. I'm not sure about to go there. Our Concordia Cemetery, which is the oldest cemetery, I believe, in Texas. Hmm. It's also one of the largest. So uh, I'll start with El Paso High School. El Paso High School was established in 1916. It's still operational to this day, you can still go. People still have classes there, graduate, everything. Um, it's near our Franklin Mountains, so already high points like that, mountaintops, are riddled with paranormal energy. That's... And it's called the Lady of the Hill. It oh. costs $500,000 to build and was once the morgue for the World Wars and the Spanish influenza. Why would you do that? Because it was it was one of our major buildings. But <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. At least it's, okay, it, it's, it's fair both enough, wars, right? I mean, it's both. It's yeah. not just one world war. It's both that they used it as a morgue for soldiers who were coming from overseas. We would host them that host them there until they were sent to their proper. But you said, and you said it's the oldest school, right? So this it is the first school ever built in. It, okay, it's the first school. So it, it was already it was a school. school. So it was already a school yeah. even during the two world wars. Yes, it was. Okay, I was about to say because built as a school. Yeah, it was initially built as a school. It stayed as a school. They used it as a morgue. That's part of like the infrastructure. So under El Paso, there's like little hidden tunnels, mm -hmm. and that's also how they would use it. Oh, uh, okay. And so this is how old it is that the floors are made out of maple wood. If you don't okay. know, wood is also a very high indicator for um, paranormal because your energy stays in yeah. the wood because it was once a living thing. Mm. So, a lot of the things that happen here, so a lot of like the ghost sightings that are spotted at El Paso High School, mm -hmm. spirits wandering and wandering through the halls, lockers and doors being slammed and shut. 
And like, they say that in the auditorium, people hear pep rallies or basketball games in the middle, like in the nighttime, <laughs> or when the school is empty, you'll hear like games going on. In the auditorium? Lights turn on and off throughout the night. Yeah, in their auditorium. The lights of the school turn on and off. And the major one is that there is a young girl seen throughout the school, whether it be in windows, pictures, um, she's just seen everywhere in the school. She's the most famous haunting of the school. Hmm. So I'll start with her. The So the story of the girl that we heard, well, I heard, I'll tell you how I heard it. Um, so the oldest thing was like, okay, so there was a girl. She was upset because her, she was a cheerleader. Her boyfriend broke up with her. Mm-hmm. So she got really upset. Um, El Paso High School, I believe I have pictures in Discord so I can show you all. Um, El Paso High School is a very large school. It's it's not a small school. If you go into our post-podcast articles, you'll see... Oh no, I don't have it on me. Oh damn. I thought I posted it. Okay. I, I can pull it, pull, it up. Up. Oh, pull it up. Quick image real quick. Did you go to this school? No, I didn't. I wanted to, but my family was like, no, it's too far. Oh, okay. Because it's literally on the other side of town for me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so. But, uh, high school is a, a really big high school. It's. There, here so y'all can so y'all can see it too. It's that school right there. So you'll notice how like it's huge. It has a bunch of balconies along its um some of the window seals. In the front of the school, in the center of the school, is a large balcony. Y'all can see and right that, here. I'm Shit looks like a coliseum. It does. Yeah. It looks it, it's huge. It's actually modeled after a, a Roman coliseum. It's like they said, it was it was built in that style. Hmm. So that's a high school, God, yeah, that's a high school. Looks like a college. It really yeah, does. Look, look at that. Yeah, the football stadium capacity holds eight thousand people. Bet. It takes up nine point five acres of land. Damn! Look, look it's, at... a, it's a Greco-Roman um, design. Yeah, hey, look at that right here. Lingering memories of ghostly images and echoing pep rallies haunt El Paso High. Yeah, you you see ghosts everywhere in this school. God damn! Look at all the people. Like you always hope that you get the games to go to El Paso. Yeah. High school because of how large their field is. Um, so the story is that from the front balcony in the front of the school, a yeah. girl got so depressed over her boyfriend breaking up with her that she slit her wrist climbed the stairs up to the balcony and jumped off Mm. and uh, in turn killing her so reports state that they've seen the girl wandering through the hall crying with her wrist cut um there's reports that the walls along the the stairs that oozes blood after that incident the the balcony was blocked off students can't go into that balcony no one's able to go into the the balconies. I mean, I will hope not. So that's that's the major sighting 
is then the major story is that girl what that was killed yeah killed um i read stories of like reports saying that there, like i saw a story about a girl that she she goes to that school she said that she doesn't like to go onto the fourth floor alone because her locker was up there and she went alone by herself once and she was getting books out of her bag she had her locker open and was trying to like put her books in her locker yeah. but the lock lamp shut on her and she thought it was her friend playing a joke but when she she stood up no one was in the hall with her so she says now she won't go anywhere and that's cool alone the mo- now in here I do have the most famous incident from this so I believe it was like the 1970s the classes were taking pictures you know the, the end of the year pictures is that one of the pictures that I showed was like all of them together yeah so yeah that's the one if you can if y'all want to go click it and see it so they still have this picture up at the entrance of the school in 1985 the graduation class photo yeah they said they were taking the picture everyone in the photo shows up clear and distinct but one person is faint and fuzzy and the story is that a lot of people say that the people of that class because a lot of people from this class are still alive everyone who was supposed to be in that picture was present but this girl shouldn't be sitting there because that's where all the administrators and the teachers were sitting. Yeah. And nobody knows who she is. Just a random person. It's just a random girl that appeared there. She didn't belong to the school. They're like, why is she here? Everyone that day was accounted for. So they're just like, that's that's really strange. You shouldn't be there. Who is she? Now, as the years go by, people start to capture her image more and more, which is the other pictures I've posted. In the Discord, you'll see pictures of her in the windows. You'll see um, her in videos as well. Yeah. So I, I, I did find some videos. I'm gonna share the screen. I believe the first. Is someone this one right here? No, uh, we need to find one that's the one where it is blurry. The which was the picture? Yeah, because it's a picture where the uh, it's like black and white. And there's another one where, uh, black and white picture. Uh, yeah. as an, as another one of the hallway, and then and that's the school, and then this is a clear picture, and then the other images are gonna be. Okay. Yeah, because this is a... Oh, okay. I see what picture of the girl you're talking about. Yeah. Do you see her? She's right. And like right in the front. Yeah, behind the two teachers in the front. Like you can tell, these are all administrators and counselors and she's right in the middle of them yeah like she's not supposed to be there at all yeah you have to remember this is 1985 uh-huh. you can't doctor photos yeah let alone a whole bunch of class photos 
it's just not like plausible yeah and so um I have videos of people spotting the girl in the thing but sorry all the TikToks got pulled together it's, uh, yeah I, I'm showing them on stream right now and it's the picture right here where she's like in the windows yeah Damn, there's a full body one right there. She's standing like on the window. That one's the actually most recent one. Recent? Is the school still yeah, open? Yeah, it's open. Body. Yeah, the school's still open. People still go to the school. Yeah, it's the most recent one. This one was taken in July. This of year? This, of this year. Okay. It was taken in July of this year. School's already creepy as it is. Um, so... Oh, I see the one... Uh, oh, this year it looks a lot cleaner. You see it? Yeah. Yeah. Right back there, under the A. All that. All that. Like, you could see her right there. It's fucking weird. Yeah, so... The one with the circle is the most recent one that happened in... Yeah, right, on, right under the one in the circle is the one that I was showing that looks more recent. Yeah, it was in July of nine. It was on July nineteenth where it was taken. Yeah. A girl and her boyfriend, because a lot of like a lot of like one of the things we do in El Paso is we go and we walk around the high school seeing if we can see her. So a girlfriend and her boyfriend they went to they just went out there to have fun. They were taking random pictures through like the doors and the windows. And she's like, honestly, like, we didn't really see anything when we were there. So we just, like, took off and left. And it wasn't until they were, like, looking at the pictures. That they saw that, her. That they saw her. And they saw, like, the image. And they were just like, that's, that's just weird. And she's like, I swear we didn't edit it. We didn't do anything. This is legitimately her. It doesn't look edited at all. It looks like it's part of the building at first. If you're not paying attention... It looks like a curtain. Yeah, and it's so they're just like it's it's legitimately her. Like we we honestly we didn't do anything. Um, I found more pictures. Let me see. Okay, so we have this one right here, the gray up in the corner. Yeah. You can see. Uh, go down. We have her there in the window. And then we have friends, like, like this picture, you can tell, it's just friends just hanging out. Yeah. There she is in the corner. And then that's the one that I had posted, which is her in the window. Yeah. And you can see the balconies, how there's balconies around the school. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's one of the things that um, people saw. Um, I did find TikToks. Of people who get El Paso alone. Oh. You can see he took pictures. Pictures I took at El Paso alone. There's something weird. Mhm. Mm like watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like something's watching him from the windows. <clears throat> so then we have this one. Of I believe it's the lights. 
it didn't load. Yeah, I know. And it's it's very frequent that the lights do this. Cause I pass by and you'll see like the lights turning on and off. Well, we almost had a chance. And then they fucked it all up. And then what? this one. <laughs> what? what? Oh, Snuggles came in. No. Welcome. Hello. Hi Snuggles. We're in the middle of podcast, just so you know. Yeah. Guys, I just had to get mad because the Cowboys lost. Oh, yeah, he just ruined my chance. Cowboys probably lost. <laughs> I was, we're in the middle of too much spoofies. Yeah, it's just throwing people off. I thought it was the video at first. I thought it was a TikTok that, we, that you I were was like, us. wait, you recorded that TikTok? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so this is another one of them looking at the main balcony that I was telling you all about. Look. Look, you'll if you look at the balcony yeah. edge, you'll see something. No, oh, fuck that. Look. You see it duck out. So that's the main balcony oh, that I was shit. showing you all. Yeah. Damn. Bruna. And they're like, the fuck is that, you know? Yeah, yeah, I would be too. So, yeah, that's, um... That's El Paso High School for you. So, so there, there's also other things that go on in this high school, like I said. There's the the underground tunnels, the where they would keep the bodies in the morgue, the hallways, um... Like I said, people see ooze dripping from the walls. Um, the auditorium. There's Thank you a story for the bit, Kawaii. There's a story where the coach for the team, yeah, he was staying late. You know, most coaches will stay late for. As, I think I, I think I saw the picture that, that you put of the tunnels. I was like. Yeah, I posted one of the pictures of the tunnels. Um, so in these tunnels, there was one time like a, a snowstorm in El Paso. They're very rare, just so you all know. Yeah. Um, because they're up by the mountains, they get the heaviest of snow. Yeah. So this, they said that they were up, that some teachers and some students got snowed in because they arrived at the school before the announcements went off that hey, school's gonna be closed today. Yeah. Mm. And so, they weren't allowed to leave the school until, like, the roads were safe. So they decided, you know what, let's go exploring the school. And, and so, so they went down into the basement where the tunnels are located. Yeah, this tunnel's and, down here? And, yeah, they, like, the school already knew this. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. they went down into the tunnels, and there was bricks and old cement that were, like, crumbling. So they decided to push the bricks until like it gave away, and so they got flashlights and they discovered that they're sealed off classrooms. Thank you, cool. in thank you. Inside those tunnels, and there was like the desks and the books were all set up. Yeah. 
Like, they said that there was Baby Ruth candy bars on the floor. Like, if someone had been the there time, already. From, yeah, from the time where the product was sold for five cents. Like, that's how old it was. And, like, Damn. five cent Coke bottles. And, like, basically, it looked like it was ready just to go and use. It's just covered in dust. And so, they, uh, like, people have asked the school for years, why are these two classrooms sealed off? And the school just says nothing about it. They're like, no comments. There's no comment whatsoever. I, I wouldn't mess with that. I'm looking at, at the... I, I'm still staring at the tunnel. It's... Sam showed me a video of tunnels not too long ago. Sent me a TikTok of someone traveling through tunnels. Mm-hmm. And he got dropped. And he kind of took a wrong turn. And he... Yeah. yeah, he got lost. But... On the cool, if I could, if we did have a school like that, I would like to go in there and look. But I would just go down, look, come back out. Because fuck that, this shit looks scary. It was kind of like when we were younger, uh, we used to, at Jump City by Starrett, they had this big fucking storm drain, you just go in it all the way underneath the school, and you'd always hear weird fucking noises. That's and fun. It, uh, and it was just super creepy, because the farther in you get, yeah. the smaller that fucking uh, tunnel gets. What's that? Nah, bro. Nah. No. What's oh. funny is that my, my, uh, my son of... The middle boy, he goes to stare it. I didn't know there was a tunnel there. Behind it. It's behind the, it. the trail. The trail that goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, so, so the auditorium, the thing with the auditorium is that the doors open and close by themselves. And that they open with such force that the basketball team has to put like the benches in front of them okay. so that they don't open it. Damn. But sometimes that it'll have like such force that it'll just move the bench. And like I said, there's also the late night pep rallies that they'll hear the fighting song and the cheerleaders and they'll hear all these noises. And then when they open the auditorium doors, there's nothing in there. It's completely silent. So you go back down and then they hear the noises again and they're like, what the hell's going on? And every time they'll go back, there's nothing there. I wonder, do you get used to these sounds, though? If you go to the school every day, like, do you get used to the From sounds? From what I've heard, yeah. Like, because, yeah. I, I mean, I used to know students have to. who go here. They, they, but the, you have no choice. Like, you get used to it. You just kind of, like, play it off like it, it's not there. Because a yeah. lot of them, a lot of the students don't that actually go there don't really like talking about what happened there. I wouldn't either. They're, they're more like, some are like, no, nothing happened, while others are like, I really don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Bullshit. They're just like, no, it's it's cool, you know? Yeah. So that leads me to our second, one of our second oldest places, the DeSoto Hotel. So it has a hundred years worth of history. The DeSoto Hotel is one of the most haunted hotels in the United States, by the way. It's um, it is still op. It was still operational up until two thousand and twenty-one. They shut it down. Uh, they they didn't shut it down. They they closed it to make <clears throat> renovations. So they sold the hotel in two thousand nineteen. The hotel went up for sale for um around 
seven hundred thousand dollars. Mm. And a man bought it, and he's like, "I'm gonna restore it. I'm gonna make it into its former glory." Because to this day, I'm gonna be straight. It's a crack hotel. Mm. It's, uh. a, it's a uh. lower income housing establishment. The Red Roof. Yeah. It's a crack hotel. See, he said, he said, <laughs> see, it's a, uh, it's a red roof. We have a hotel here that's a red roof that it, it's, it looks run down as hell. Mm-hmm. It looks so, run down. Um, you don't go there. Like most hotels, you know, people die. There are dark things that happen there. Um, one of the stories was that a man got, that a lot of people do satanic rituals mm-hmm. in this hotel. Especially down in the basement of the hotel. There so is, many. Um, there's a lot of <laughs> satanic rituals. There's a lot of Satanists in El Paso. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a paranormal hotspot. So we're never going to go visit you. Got it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the residents used to say that they would see shadows in the doorways. They would hear girls giggling, running down the halls. Hey, Sam, you want to go in a hotel no, for a vacation? I'll call that. <laughs> um, like I said, nobody... They Can't said that you they either. would get cold spots throughout the hotel. They would smell death, basically, in this hotel. Like mm. something was rotting, which is a sign of a demonic yeah. possession for those who don't know. And so... That's like one of the things there. A lot of people have caught um, some EVPs here. They've caught it moving things, the lights being turned on and off. Um, the basement, they painted over the large pentagram that used to be on the wall and on the floor. <laughs> but people used to keep redrawing it. And they said that this. Bro. So we used to have um, ghost tours to the DeSoto Hotel, mm. but the ghost tours were closed around like 2012, I want to say, if I recall. Yeah. Because too many people were being attacked. Like, oh. Okay. They were being physically attacked by whatever entity was in the hotel. Hmm. Wonder why. Um, like it was, it was also possessing people. I wonder why too. Um, Did so you touch the wrong the wall? <laughs> was that a man and a woman who who lived there? All of a sudden, this dude started going crazy, and he started beating up on his girl. But she says like it 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 wasn't him, and so she's like that he was that another resident came up and was like hey are you okay and that he started talking in tongues and um it got so bad that the police were called yeah and they had a shootout basically with the guy who started talking in tongues and killed him isn't isn't tongues supposed to be like a good gift, though? It's a, a dead language. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it's... It, it depends on it's, your religion and all that stuff. But well, I know I'm, I'm Christian, so I know people who speak to some tongues. people yes it's 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 to some people yes it's god but a lot of the times it's gonna be it's gonna, it's gonna be a no for me dog it's gonna be demonic you find out in that church <laughs> no 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 it's a stop it it's a, it's a stop <laughs> no, no, no. You get the it's bible what well, well, we were told it's a dead language or like the yeah, it's language a of the old, like Latin, but like very it's, it's, further back. It's Aramaic. It's yeah, like, it's Aramaic. That's that's the dead language of um, Christ and all of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he started talking in tongues. Ended up in the shootout, and he he died from that. Damn. And he got up and just walked away. So, like that. Uh... Ghost Adventures actually went to this hotel. Oh, matter of fact, um, I I saw that episode and that they did say that they were terrified. They were, yeah, they were legitimately terrified. They they were, they had they to want... do, they had to do like what like a couple of interviews with people after that. Yeah, and they were just like, I don't know how you all live here. Mm-hmm. I do have pictures up of the Desoto. So here's the thing: this year the Desoto burnt down, not fully. But it burnt from the inside. So the only floor surviving is the fourth floor. Um, from what they said, they don't know why it burnt down. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know the cause of what started the fire. They can't figure it out. According to them, most of the structure is still intact. But um. Because they were asked, like, oh. they asked the owner, what do you what do you plan on doing now that, you know, it, it caught on fire? And he was just like, it's just going to cost a little bit more money, but I'm going to keep up the re- the reservation of the hotel. Yeah. Uh, so, because it, 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 it's, it's, a historic, it's a historic landmark, guys. So. Yeah, because it's the oldest hotel, so. Yeah, it's one of the oldest hotels. So he's just like, I'm gonna keep restoring it, but they don't know what caused the fire. Mm. And so in this picture, they say you can see several faces of the uh, demon. You mean the the one in, the one in the chair or the one that's on fire? The one that's on fire. Okay. That people reported like seeing things. Mm-hmm. So this hotel is so frightening with negative energy. Standing across it gives you chills. Even after the fire, it's still and, horrifying. And is this one? I, this... I've, I've been I've been across this hotel or and like like stood in front of it, and it, it's it's creepy. Is it like in Desoto or like still in no, El Paso? No, it's here in El Paso. It's downtown it's... El Paso. Okay. It's in downtown El Paso. Okay. Um, hmm. that's one of the, that's pictures of the basement. So a lot of so the picture the reason I have Richard Ramirez here is because people say it looks like Richard Ramirez who used to stay at the DeSoto Hotel. If you don't know who Richard <clears throat> Ramirez is, he is the night stalker. Yeah, this is the one you have here in jail. So what's with this picture right here with the thing broken down? That's uh, the basement. It's just stairs going to nowhere. Oh. Of the, the hotel? The chair and that one? Yeah, the chair and that one are the basement of the hotel. Oh. Okay. 
Oh, in I Ghost see. Adventures, you actually see that chair there still. So if you click the first video, uh, the first TikTok link, yeah. oh, there's the there's the news article of the fire. Um, I put it just in case y'all wanted to see that. I did put a video of the investigation. Someone did yeah. an investigation. You'll see him ask the ghost, "Hey, can you turn off the light?" The first. And then the first one is the uh, the clip from from Ghost Adventures. Okay. So if y'all want to see uh, the Ghost Adventures thing, I think it'd be better to see that first. Okay, so let me. So keep talking while. Pictures I took at. Oh no, not that one. Uh. <laughs> So all all three of these. Uh... No, so the first three videos are gonna be about the episode. So okay. The first one so, is gonna be. Okay, so the TikToks are not. Uh, those are all the El Paso ones, right? The El Paso High School is the last three. The first TikTok that's yeah. on top of those is the Desoto Hotel. That's gonna be the Ghost okay. Adventures clip. Okay. So we have I the news it. clip from when it burnt down. We have <laughs> one of the tours, and then we have the ghost adventure clip. Okay, I thought, hey, an agent's back just in time. <laughs> Adrian? I had, to, I had to put away some stuff. Okay. I, 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 I see what you have to put away. So, no, no, no. Hey, hey, hey. That was Pozole. I left, I left Pozole out. Uh, yeah, it's like, this, this is a pozole, I swear. <laughs> it's a pozole. Okay, so yeah, this is the the the, the TikTok of the uh the uh, the hotel. hotel. Yeah. Okay. Collapse after fire on February fourth, but its most paranormally active room survived. Then it's in nineteen oh five. It was a hotspot for violent ghostly attacks, and some even believe the devil lived in the basement. Such a crew at this terrifying. Camp. Oh. Watch as this ceiling fan seems to slide across the top of the bookcase, then changes directions 90 degrees as it gets thrown straight down on the ground. Right now, talking at this. So Zach goes. Water. You hear that? No. No, the little kid. The rock being thrown. No. And they hear this throughout the night, by the way. They hear voices. They hear um. No. They hear voices. They hear um, things being thrown at them. The person you saw watching their monitors. Um, yeah. Sitting there watching the monitor, and the remote to control the cameras slid across the table. He wasn't touching it. There's no one in the room with him. Yeah, the control center was pretty much visibly. He yeah, he visibly was shaken because it just slid off the table. He was just like, "What the hell's going on?" And that that point, Zach and Aaron were antagonizing the ghost by using sage. And one of the things that they may know is that Zach accidentally hits the fan with the sage, so he mm. thinks that's what pissed off the spirit and that's why he threw the, the threw the fan oh so like just little things like that keep happening when the crackheads stole their gopro <laughs> <laughs> they actually show it in the show it's pretty funny um 
I was just like, God damn El Paso. <laughs> Give it a bad name. I'm just gonna say um, this so, real quick. Hmm. Sam, lean to your left a little bit. I thought those were eyes. Oh, it's your mic. The metallic thing about <laughs> that. Yeah, and no, it's just water bottle. It had two lights. It's not two eyes. Nah, bro. Don't, don't, don't play like that. Don't. He I leaned. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> he leaned very slowly. Like, so I thought there was something like right here. I, like, I, I thought so too. I, like, I was looking. I was like, I don't see anything. Like, Did you see something? No, I was looking what's going on. Okay. Okay. So, Anyways. one of the other places they investigated, I don't have pictures of, sorry. That's fine. Um, is Concordia Cemetery. Concordia so, Cemetery? The cemetery currently is 52 acres in size. Um, most of our Chinese burials are in there. Um, we have one for influenza in 1919. We have the Freemasons, the Mormons, Jewish, we have Buffalo Soldiers, we have uh, just a section for children. There you um, go. That way you guys can see it. Yeah, I was looking at it too. We have. Uh, yeah. It's it's a really it's big huge. cemetery. Look at the, the, look at the crib. I also want it noted that we built over half of this cemetery so it's blocked off by a block wall and you can walk around the wall but this place is pretty guarded really well because a lot of people like to break in do satanic mm. rituals you will find things left on graves we told people if you visit the cemetery don't touch anything because something will follow you mm. Mm. Richard Ramirez, the serial killer yeah. I mentioned beforehand, would also stay in the cemetery. He he Richard Ramirez lived here till he was twenty two, guys. This is where he was born and raised. Um he came from a lower income family. He, his father was abusive. He learned from his uncle how to do satanic rituals. Uh, so they believe the, he's oh. the one who really he's... brought the evil. Here's a map of the cemetery. Yeah, you can see that it's all sectioned off. Paso mm -hmm. County, French. I'm not gonna lie. Chinese the gender. Jewish section is the Sonic. nicest section of the cemetery. Of course. Like, it's it's freaking. Don't say that. Oh wait. <laughs> um, the baby cemetery. So what the ghosts that they see, people say they hear, they see a lot of like figures walking throughout the cemetery. Yeah. Um, they hear babies crying, children giggling, laughing. Well, you saw the crib there. Like, uh, there's a tombstone. Oh yeah, the crib. yeah, that's children. Mm -hmm. Children who are buried there. Um, so you hear that. You see, um, you see, like, uh, apparently, some people will say that there are witches. That you'll see them performing satanic rituals. In a clip, I couldn't find the clip. Sadly, in Ghost Adventures, they had one of their crew people stay there. Because we have this tree that, these trees that, like, intertwine. Yeah. And that's where they do most of their satanic rituals, and that's where Richard Ramirez used to sleep as a child. 
As a child. Yeah. He lived here. He, he was born and raised here. Yeah. But he, he would go to sleep Cal- in the cemetery. He would, he would sleep in the cemetery or he'd stay at the DeSoto Hotel. It was one or the other. He, he went between the both. So the corruption so, was already there. Yeah. So you see a bunch of like, so, like a lot of people say they see cowboys wandering through the graves you will yeah. hear horses um from the old west you'll hear horses running through and it's just it's just a really like you'll see a lot of dark figures like lingering around yeah in different areas and that's what one of that's what ghost adventures actually captured was they that he saw three hooded figures walking along and it got so bad to the point where he called the cops to look around the cemetery and nobody was there. But he said that he could still feel somebody following him throughout the night. To the point where he had to even ask Zach, can I please leave? Like, he's like, can I can I please leave? Because it's just too much. They didn't even last long there. No, they really, they said they really, really did not like these. Like they were just like we're we're over it. We don't want to be here. It's it's too much. They were like I don't know how you do it, El Paso. It's too scary. That does it. Sam is never going down to El Paso. Nope. And then they they also put it like, okay, we're next to the we're the safest city in the United States. <laughs> huh? What type of bullshit is that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was kind of rude. <laughs> we, we are the safest city in the United States of America because we're next to you, the deadliest city in the world. What is? So, yeah, we're we're pretty safe here. We're good people here. We're welcoming people in El Paso. We're very welcoming. Only Sam just doesn't want to go. But see, there's only a couple locations, Sam. That's not the entire city. Makes you wonder, though, if it's the safest city and it's the most haunted. (laughs) That city sold its soul. There's a reason why it's the most safest. Nobody wants to see this gay shit. (laughs) Look at Sam right now. Sam's already, like, rocking back and forth. Like, fuck that. That's the devil's hometown. Ain't nothing gonna happen there. Mm-hmm. Hell on earth is real. And it's in the El Paso. There's, there's a reason why we call it Hell Paso. We legit. Everyone who comes here, oh, you you went down to Hell Paso? Like, it's legit got, one of our nicknames here. I gotta ask my cousin-in-law, because his family lives in El Paso, and he lived there for a good little while, so. And we call cross, it Hell Paso. The cross is glowing a little bit. Good. I should, I should no, put that it. means I got the protection. <laughs> Shit. There are a bunch of other places that are haunted here, but those are the ones I just wanted to stick with today. I should put a cross see, here. See, you were just saying you were just saying it was two places. She just said it was a bunch. Now where do I go? What if I want to get tacos, right? And then I fuck around. Oh, hey, guess what? I'm in the hell. There's tacos <laughs> everywhere. You get the best ta- like I can guarantee you though, you will get the best Mexican food here in all of Texas. She will oh, show you a good time. Well, with the splash it'll, it's Love not it. it's not it's not that text mix shit. It's real Mexican. Supernatural? Mm-hmm. All I want is 
the the whale, the wishing well. Chloe is salt. <laughs> and he gets yeah, the sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the taco. Now give me your salt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. All right. Um. So you got done talking about El Paso. The, the, um, now I'm gonna talk about San Antonio, and then uh, we'll switch back over to Sampi so she can talk about uh, the Devil's Backbone, and then we'll finish it off with uh, a good old a good old location, uh, Goatman's Bridge. <laughs> Don't look at us like that, Sam. I'm not. I'm just. I could see in your eyes, like. Mm, mm. Yeah, I'm trying to convince you. This I is, know. This is going to keep going. Working. It's like 30 minutes from us. I don't give a fuck. It's okay. Yeah, you told us what's happening. No, it's oh, in Denton. No. It's in Denton. Look, I'll, I'll even, I'll even I'm freaking a... go down there so we can all go together. I'll, I'll even buy a spirit box for us, Sam. Why? So I can hear? No. Yeah. Hey, no. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll show you a clip about it. All right. So. Yeah, we got we got some good ones. Yeah. So. For, uh, in San Antonio, right? San Antonio is just like El Paso. It has a lot of... Uh, only reason why I want to talk about San Antonio is because I lived close to San Antonio. I didn't live there. I have family who lived there. Uh, I lived in Eagle Pass. I lived in San Antonio. No, Eagle, I lived there. I, I lived in Eagle Pass, so I was close to it. I, I knew people that lived, from, that lived there. People would come from there. It was the closest city that we had nearby. Uh, just like El Paso, it has a lot of you know history. A lot of fucking history. No, first of all, everybody would know the Alamo is there. They have the River Walk. You have a, like all this shits, right? All these other places. But there's little. Uh, I found little known places, right? So I want to start with one where people kind of go back and forth on this authenticity, right? Oh. And it's a mansion. This is the legend of the Midget Mansion, right? So. I believe they like to be called little people. This yeah, is the, racist, bro. This is yeah, the name. That's not. That's not. That's not progressive or inclusive at all. This is the name. Of, this is the name of the uh, of the mansion. Of the okay, the it's name of the, the place. Actual name. Yeah, this is the actual name of the place. All right. Now, this this website that I found already like you know summarizes everything pretty well. So. Here, like this, the, what it says about the the legend of the midget mansion says, there comes a time when an, when an urban legend becomes interpreted as cold, hard truth. We all know the stories. The ones where a generation or two back like to tell them around a campfire, s'mores in hand, roasting over open flames. See, this this just came from like just storytelling, right? It was just an urban, an urban legend, right? So, this is the legend of legends of the midget mansion. So it says, today the former midget mansion is actually home to the new promontory pointy apartments, which can be found in, uh, you know, they have the full address, 4114 Medical Drive in San Antonio. Well, um, what well, other place, location, no, it, it's just printed two different locations. This is an apartment building right now. You can live there. You can stay there. People live in this area right now, right? Back almost a century ago, however, the midget mansion could have been found up on a rather desolate hilltop. It went by a few different names during that era, including both the Donro Mansion and the Gillespie Mansion. According to all pictures, it was a Greek revival structure with an upstairs balcony as well as a thick Corinthian columns. So it was fancy, nice looking, all that stuff, right? 
Since the first owner of the mansion were incredibly wealthy, in one variation of the legend, a retired Navy ship captain had, had moved to San Antonio after being stationed nearby in Galveston. Which actually, Galveston is another very uh, spooky place. You thought the beach was oh, safe? Yeah. No. There's so many mm -hmm. things. Galveston, Jefferson. Galveston, is, there's a murder field. Which... In Jefferson, you have the Jefferson Hotel. You have, I think in Galveston also you have the USS Lexington, right? Yeah. I don't yeah, you have the Lexington. Galveston or Corpus. I think that's in Corpus. In Galveston, I know there's a, a murder field. Which I know where I'm going for vacation next summer. <laughs> okay. It says here, uh, it was in the 19, like, the Navy captain was in the 1920s, right? The local lore suggests that the Navy captain and his family didn't live at the mansion for all that long. Because, no, probably they, uh, it says, perhaps because they sought to move elsewhere or even more tragically, a matter of death. You know, it's a story, you know? Yeah, it says the most common story surrounding San Antonio's Mitch Mansion involves a family who moved in after the Navy captain and his wife e and his wife either left or sold the property. As the story goes, the new owner of the mansion was quite well as a quite well off gentleman. He was a shrewd businessman who had made a good deal of money, good enough anyway, to purchase one of the most expensive houses in the area. They were apparently very tall people. They were just like any other family, but very tall. You know, just tall. While well, the mother and father were then classified as uh, midgets, more politely referred to as little people nowadays, it said that the two children were of average height. In the early months of living at the mansion, the father installed a pool and even servants' quarters so that the house's help had somewhere to stay. For a time, the family lived free of worry, until one disastrous night when the father stormed into the house during a rage. Some argue that his business endeavors were tanking, plummeting along with the equally plumbing, plummeting economy. Entering the house, the father searched for his wife and two children. Upon finding them, shot them each with a single bullet. Dragged their bodies up the stairs one by one until he had them all lined up in front of a closet door on the second floor. He shoved each member in the closet, sealed it, and went to the master bedroom where he shot himself. According to one version. That is one version of the story. In another story, the father was just enraged, but instead of shooting his family, he took a much more personal method of assault. Taking a knife from the kitchen, he approached his wife and two children, only to grab at their necks and slit their throats. From there, he took hold of their limbs and brought them up and took them to the second floor closet. A few minutes later, clearly not in his mind, the father retrieved his wife and children and dressed them in fresh, clean clothes, then put them back in the closet. Their faces forever frozen in shock terror and locked them inside. And just like in the first story, he committed suicide, right? Neighbors began to whisper that they hadn't seen any other family member any other family members out and about as they normally were. Worried that something may have happened to them, the neighbors phoned the police a few days later. When the authorities arrived at the mansion, it was only to find that nothing seemed out of the ordinary on the first level of the house. Following in line, weapons drawn, preparing for the worst. They went up to the second floor, and that's where they found the father in a puddle of his own blood in the bedroom, and the closet was also covered in blood and with the victim's bodies in it. But that's not all. On the walls, they found notes scrawled in blood on the walls of the closet, as well as harsh scratches dug into the door itself. 
as though they had tried to uh, to escape the closet, but they never did. There's also mutiny, like it came mutiny from the from the servants. They were just like, nope, they didn't, you know, they just uh they were apparently being be were being treated harshly, to where they took up arms against the owners of the house. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It says, even this uh, uh well, because of where the house was, you know. Usually, servants' quarters are built either further away, like much further away, or like lower ground to where it's more dangerous to live, or an even worse place to live, depending yep. on the weather and stuff. So this is how this place was, right? The uh, shorter ceilings, doorknobs that were within reach of the toilets, where and doorknobs and toilets were designed to be built lower to the ground. Like everything was low, they made everything small, complicated for these people to live in it, right? It says even the servants' quarters were constructed for those, for those who were short of stature. The problem was the father had decided to hire servants who were of average height and force them to work in conditions that were almost unbearable. According to the part of the legend, the businessman had done this because all the privileges he had faced early in his life, you know, he he took it out on his employees, all the bullying, all the judgment, he took it out on the employees from when he was he younger. Said, Fuck y'all, tall people. Yep. Oh, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, after Damn. after a long time, you know, they took out the revenge on the family. They killed them all just so because, you know, so they could take the money that they were owed so they could end the, the horrible treatment that they were you know, getting, right, that they were receiving. They made to move on one dark night, charging inside the house and killing each and every one of the family members with an axe. The bodies were tossed carelessly into the closet on the second floor. They grabbed the money and left, but not before sending the mansion up in flames on their way out the door. The flames tickled the midnight sky, and firefighters appeared on the scene not long after. After dousing the flames, they discovered the mangled and mutilated bodies of the family up in the second floor closet. But karma always comes around. The servants grew frustrated and ended up murdering each other because of the disputes over the same bloody money that they stolen from their employees in the first place. That's what blood money gets you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It says here, following that tragic night of brutal death, the different legends blend more seamlessly together. There were a few years in which new owners lived at the property, but each and every one ended up selling shortly after. No one seemed to be wanted. No one seemed to wanted to be roommates with the ghosts of the murdered victims. Various owners, after claimed to hear the sounds of moaning and crying, emanated from the second floor closet. Although the entire property was said to be quite haunted, the paranormal activity was reportedly more vibrantly in that second floor. There were constant sounds of scratching as if someone or something was determined to escape the closet, the confines of the closet. Uh, in, some ca- no. <laughs> in some cases, no. owners of the mansion actually discovered fresh scratch marks on the walls. No. Locals, too, had something to say about the so-called mansion. Mainly that the place was haunted by the restless spirits of the victims. Slowly but surely, offers for the houses dried up and it sat empty and abandoned for many decades. And it became a, a, a place for people to camp out. It became, you know, they were just there to... Mm. They, were, they, were, they were squatting. There was people... Yeah. yeah it, it, it became yeah. a crack house. A haunted, a place where you... Yeah, it's a crack house. People would go there just to, you know, see if the legends were true. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
And here's so the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. They heard the scratching along the walls as well as the eerie screaming echoing from the mansion. Neighbors of the mansion claimed to see the ghost of a woman wandering through the abandoned property, darting in and out through the rooms, but while her shadowy figure was spotted moving around inside, it was never seen outside the mansion's walls. So there's a whole shadow there, but they never saw it outside of it. it. says police were routinely called out to the haunted house, more often than not because of the paranormal sightings from the neighbors themselves. On more than one occasion, the authorities found themselves tromping down the stairs into the basement as locals swore they heard the sounds of screaming, but they never found the source of the, of the cries. There were other reports, some more sinister than others. Abandoned as it was, rumors abounded of Satanists using the Midget Mansion for rituals and animal sacrifices. In one story that has never been proven, the police were called to the mansion because of obnoxious fumes coming out of the house. Putrid, the neighbors said as they covered their noses with their hands. When the cops ventured inside, it was only to find the dismembered bodies of teenagers inside. Later, it was proven that a band of rebellious teenagers had committed the murders. Only at the time of the crime, they had actually been possessed. So they claimed. You know. Allegedly, the original father of the house. Yeah, allegedly, it was they, they believed it to be possessed by the father of the house. You know, who killed his family. And ended up killing himself. After so much time, you know, it was just, it, it became just a, a test of courage. See who's, you know, people took it as a test of courage. See who's willing to go in there after all of this stuff, right? Uh, until the day it was officially torn down and it was uh, taken as a uh, test of courage until the day it was officially torn down and converted into apartments. And we can only assume that there's poor folks that have to deal with seminal paranormal phenomena. So, yeah, they're apartment buildings right now. Like, right where that mansion stood, it's apartment buildings. So, there's only a wall left from the original mansion. Still there. You, have to, you have to really look for it. Yeah. But there is, there is a wall mm-hmm. still from the original the mansion. Still there. Yeah, and right here is a, a, a picture of the house. Let me see. Let me show you. You see this right here? In the middle? That is the, the mansion. That's how it looked before it was torn down. Mm. It's a nice house. But, you know. Yeah. Nice but houses are usually the worst. <laughs> yeah. They're no. No, they're exactly. They're no. Hey, how come their house hasn't been inhabited for 20 years? Nope. Nope. Yeah. It's a nice house. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing about Midget Mansion when I first moved to San Antonio. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, because when I first moved there, it was before the apartment buildings were also built. Oh. And people still went out there to see. To uh, go and camp out there and they would say you still heard like people screaming in the middle of the night mm-hmm. but you, you still get like the, the rotting flesh smells like the burning flesh smells you you still like you, you, see and hear things and, you still get and, like, those sounds and stuff yeah that's what people used to say when you would go and camp out there you good Sam no 
went, um, it was another place that I, I never went to. Yeah. I actually went to one of the most, I, I went to school in one of the most haunted places in San Antonio. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I also had the story that was also there for the high school. But since you're already doing a high school, I was like, I'm just going to skip on oh, that one. It's actually the college. Yeah, it's actually the college that's haunted, not the high school. Well, I guess it's both because they're connected. Yeah. Um, Incarnate Word, the, the University of the Incarnate Word, or the High School of the Incarnate Word, yeah. are connected by a bridge. Um, the whole academic system They, <laughs> they um, used to be a hospital during, I think it was like the Spanish War or the Spanish Influenza. Oh, so it was like, like forever ago. Yeah. That's when around yeah, the. It was a hell of a long time ago. And you yeah. see like nuns wandering the hall at night. Yeah, that was dark times. Um, lights flicker on and off and we also house one of the most haunted mansions on campus on campus yeah it's literally on campus you can go like i've been in this house because i used to have to go for meetings for clubs yeah and that house is creepy and i used to live in one of the oldest buildings on campus as well as my friend used to live on the original yeah um, buildings and <laughs> you would hear creepy sounds and <laughs> it was colder than the rest of the, the university because you have to remember San Antonio is humid yeah all San Antonio round. is hot like it's... it's hot it's humid all year round yeah Gee, when it, it, it's cold it's you're like what the fuck yeah refreshing but you're like what the fuck okay so, the second building I want to talk about is a place where you might need to go if you ever get hurt. This is the San Antonio State Hospital, which is still currently running. And, you know, they are, uh, I think, renovating their building onto it currently. No, was that the video that you sent me? Uh, not care. Example, the fourth floor, right? It's haunted or something like that? No. Yeah. They said that the fourth floor was, uh, or the second floor, the one you sent me on TikTok, Sam. For which one? The San Antonio Hospital, the State Hospital. Oh, was it? I don't. Uh, I don't recall. Oh, uh, I was. I sent y'all so many videos. Yeah, you, you do. I remember the video too. It was like two nurses or four yeah. nurses were gonna go, two chickened out, and then they went up the elevator. Oh no, chicken. that was another. Uh, I I know what you're talking about. That was another. Uh, that was another one. Uh, yeah, it's another hospital. Okay, right. I well, thought that was that. Hospitals are generally typically very haunted. Uh, yeah, it is. Oh, okay, yeah, no, yeah, I remember which one you're talking about. No, that's a different hospital. I don't know. They didn't okay. say where that one was. No, that, they didn't say. That's not insane. Too. I just thought no. it was interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I saw part two for that one. Very, very creepy. But, um, yeah, so the San Antonio Hospital, right? It was first originally named as a Southwestern Insane Asylum. It was one of the original uh, San Antonio's that they opened up in San Antonio, right? They have the whole address and you know everything here. You can still go, like I said, like they still tend to patients and everything. They have the the pretty pictures where like, oh, we'll take care of you and this and this and that, right? It says so. There are new buildings because you know it was in it's been in renovation. You know they always have to upgrade hospitals, make sure everything's. You know, kept up with modern times, right? Okay. Uh, so, 
if you look up the San Antonio State Hospital, you're going to see abandoned buildings, rundown buildings. That's not the hospital at all. Those are just old buildings that were there. That's not the, 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 the scary one. That's not the creepy one. Like the one, like the, you usually think, oh, the abandoned one is, this is the old one? No. The main, the main hospital, the new, fancy, brand new looking one, that's the hospital. It's just been renovated after so long, right? Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. So the first center established, Texas, established in Texas for those suffering from mental illness was the Texas State Lunatic Asylum. Later assigned a more politically correct misnomer, the, the Austin State Hospital. Although the site did not begin operating till May of the of 1961, right, with 12 inaugural patients, right. That was in Austin. San Antonio's first mentally ill was the Southwestern Insane Asylum, which is the state hospital now. And that building was established in April 6th of 1892. That's when this one was established. In 1892. The hospital was built on, 400 and, on 640 acres and had the capacity to hold 500 patients. The hospital was so big, it was so much land, that it was a self-sufficient village. It had crops, it had livestock, and a lake for fishing. Like you, could, like People were t- could take care of themselves, right? In the year 1910, the hospital was given $100,000 for expansion, and by 1912, they were able to accommodate up to 11, like 1,140 patients. In 1925, the state asylums decided to draw, drop the terms such as insane and lunatic from their names, so it changed from Southwestern Insane Asylum to the San Antonio State Hospital. This was in 1925, right? The following year, 1926, the hospital's capacity averaged around 2,103. Yeah. Which, patients? Yeah, patients. That was the capacity. Did they say how many on staff? No, they didn't say how many on staff. But so this, this hospital always suffered from overcapacity. So much so that at, uh, I think, is it in the 1960s, it says here? Yeah. Mm, no, 1930, 1940, people were being turned away because they could not fit anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, it says here, after expansion in the 1920s, the San Antonio State Hospital to continued to grow even larger. Even so, the hospital almost always surpassed capacity. The superintendent of the hospital recognized the hospital was at its breaking point and that it was in desperate need of additional facilities. Conditions only worsened over the next few years, with reports of the hospital overcrowding again in 1934. Subsequently, construction of five new buildings commenced on the property and were eventually completed by 1939. The hospital was now able to administer modern treatments for the patients, but just a few years a few years later, but just a year later, the hospital became overcrowded yet again. Surpassing capacity at 2,308 patients. Patients were being turned away at the door who were legitimately in need of aid. People who suffered more undiagnosed diseases like seizures and schizophrenia and stuff like that. You know, people who really needed it were being turned away. Yeah. Around the same time, over 700 people were put in jails across the state for seizures and stuff like that for 
actual psychiatric problems. So, here's when it gets and starts getting a little darker. Racial desegregation began at the hospital in 1964 as the first African American patient was admitted. In 1964, caseworker Helen Cloud Austin became the first African American member to become a member of the hospital's elite staff. There was progress in the 70s still, but this is when it started, you know, more accidents started to happen. Like, this is when, like, they were still so overcrowded, more accidents started to happen. It's like, uh, around 1970s, it started becoming, uh, they became an actual hospital with more accredited hospitals. You know, like, they became more legit, right? Yeah. Okay, so, the Halls' institution are littered with the discarded memories of former patients. The hospital officials may want to forget the long train of abuses. But the souls of these departed patients will never let that happen. The restless spirits roam the grounds, trying their best to warn current patients, fearful they may meet a similar fate. Right? William I. Brown. In 1910, the alleged insane Brown sued for having been incarcerated at the state hospital. It was reported on March 6, 1910, that a man was held at the asylum for 12 years. This case was one of those stranger than fiction stories. William Brown was released from the insane asylum for it was a state hospital on orders by the county judge based on the illegal restraint of liberty. After spending over a decade in the asylum, William Brown was once again free to live his life. Twelve years prior, Brown, alleged to be a heavyweight drinker, was co-signed was consigned to the asylum based on the recommendation of one Dr. Miguel Berrogon. Only Dr. Miguel's brain only Dr. Berrigan's diagnosis and con- condemnation of Brown was done without an adequate examination and the proper process of law. For a decade, he kept, uh, Mr. Williams kept fighting for his freedom, only to be blocked by, by those who were interested in keeping him locked away. Mm-hmm. Finally, in the year 1910, William Brown was granted a hearing to determine if he was not sane. It was done in the day. William was asked a series of perplexed questions. Thankfully, Brown was successful in answering all, the, all of the questions to the judge's satisfaction. He was restored as a sane man, relieved on his part, no doubt, since he'd been locked away in asylum for a dozen years. Hmm. Okay, so this is 12 years, not long after William was put in a sane asylum. It was no longer after this time that his, his father died. And Brown Sr.'s will... William was given a share in a very valuable deal of property. So this is the reason why he was put away. Because he was given a large property and his family wanted to keep it. Right? He's like, nah, homie, that's our land. Yep. Family, though, that's what's not well. Oh, yeah. Greedy motherfuckers. That's why you don't don't mess with family. All right. Business and family don't miss. Yep. All right. On June 17, 1916, William's body was found floating on the Mexican side of the Rio Grande. According Damn. to newspaper accountants, he had been murdered near the Brownsville and Matamoros Bridge. Coincidentally, his brother Albert was the mayor of Brownsville at the time of his death. 
Well, we don't know the particular uh, the particulars of Brown's death. It's safe to say that his siblings were once again in control of his finances. This time it was for good. I heard Brownsville is pretty haunted too. Yeah, it's that's also a pretty f- fucked up place. Just because they have a lot of things like that, that there's a lot of people who got murdered. Yeah. Brownsville. It's apparently a lot of the people here coming from Brownsville that ended up being there. So Brownsville around that time was just sending people away to San Antonio. You think they have one of our, our oldest prison systems there, don't they? Yeah. So there's this thing that they call in the uh, in the hospital the March of Death. Mm-hmm. So uh, a number of Valley people died under mysterious circumstances at the state hospital, ranging from teenagers to the elderly. One of these poor souls was Chautemco Garcia, or Chino, for short. I'm not going to say Chino? Chino. Chino. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, like, yo, she dirty? <laughs> just <laughs> just 19 years old, he was a big boy, and he was, in, like, 19 years old, and he weighed between 190 pounds. Big for, you know, big for the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh damn, that's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he was also a smart kid who was attending the University of Texas just before he was admitted to the state hospital. At the time Chino entered the hospital, he was not physically ill, but three days later, he died. No cause of death was given in the report or his obituary. And then another youth by the name of Raul G. Chapa entered the hospital after suffering, after suffering a nervous breakdown and was found dead 11 days after he was admitted to the institution. Raul's physician, Dr. G. S. Bermont, said of his passing, I was surprised when I learned Raul Chapa was dead. Dr. Bremont elaborated by saying that Raul's mental illness condition would not have caused his death. He added, Chapa was not a violent med- mental case. He suffered from maniacal depressive type of mental illness. He would have raving spells following which he would become depressive, but he was physically healthy. What the fuck happened to your lights? As says, countless newspapers accounts have reported the horrific conditions at the state hospital since its construction for many years. Those who were sent there were deemed to be on the march of death. Today, still those who died continue to haunt the property. There were also, uh, you know, you also had death of the of the elderly. Rose Fisher Harrison, referred to as a little old lady and a helpless invalid in newspaper accounts, had lost control of her limbs and could no longer take care of herself. So she was brought to the hospital. Before she was admitted, a doctor made a comment to the police saying, Mrs. Harrison, she's so old. We want the young ones. Mm-hmm. Seven months later, seven months later, Mrs. Harrison was dead. Yet another death that got mentioned in newspaper headlines was that of a 75-year-old man who was beaten, starved, and dehydrated so severely he lost an astonishing 30 pounds in only 15 days. These stories told by and revealed by the press ultimately spurred Coke R. Stevenson to open an investigation into the hospital's action. Weaver Baker, chairman of the state of board control, was put in charge of the investigation. The little was ever actually done and how the people held at the San Antonio State Hospital. Like, okay, there's just a lot going on. 
says, With the history as murky as the San Antonio State Hospital reports of haunting are undoubtedly believable. One person who used to work at the hospital claims that the grounds are madly haunted. It would be weird if there wasn't a single ghostly tale at the property. A current employee of the San Antonio State Hospital said, I worked there, been there for eight years. It's a scary place. Another employee said, there's death around. We hear and see things. Like, this is, this is just, like, what people say to people that work there. Like, it, they just can't stand being there. Mm-hmm. Says, mm, recent stories. Mm. My dad, my bad, because this shit started popping up. Add a sir. Add blocker. <laughs> you gotta get total AV or protect from going to bro. When I lived in San Antonio, they said it was a place you never went. Yeah. Okay, so I read the rest. It's it's really just saying, like, people kept leaving bad reviews for the the hospital's treatment and stuff. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there is... Yeah. But there is a lot of stuff that happened at this hospital. There, uh, you know, people just couldn't be... That's because they just they they just weren't comfortable. There was a lot of death. There was a lot of stuff going on around there. Mm-hmm. Like, hang on, uh, I can show you a map of the of the hospital. So this is what the hospital looked like. This was a map of the hospital. Whenever uh you know when it when it was first the southwestern insane asylum. This is how big this shit was. Mm-hmm. Just to kind of hold like I think this is the first time they upgraded it. Just to hold like a couple hundred people, like up to a thousand people, this is what it was, and even this was overcrowded. They built like the extra five buildings just so they could have more modern treatments, but even then, they just had people dying left and right. It is a statement for uh, uh, a clip of the March of Death. Says this is a report on the Valley's March of Deaths. It isn't exhaustive. It represents the work of just three or four days. It's a signpost of what might yet be uncovered. It is the Valley people who, who marched to death at the San Antonio State Hospital during a 12-year span. Most of the cases, however, are recent ones. The cases are varied, and the age of the victims range from a husky teenage youngsters to invalids in the 80s. Some of the, de- the deaths did not occur in a matter of days. Some did. In all cases, death occurred. Whether in a matter of months or days, after the Valley people had entered the hospital with a sturdy physical background, despite their mental disabilities or their invalid state. So people just, you know, kept dropping. This is a picture of like of the of an actual treatment. Like this is in the nineteen twenties, this this is how people looked around, sitting around. It was just bad. There was very very little to no care. You can see someone here sewing. Like, they were constantly overcrowded. There was just so much shit going on. Sappy, what do you have on the backbone? Oh, we just going into it. Okay. Yeah, because there's nothing there for me. It is a stretch of road. It is between Wimberley and Blanco. It's so haunted on this road. It came out on an episode of unsolved mysteries. And you know, you gotta be like the baddest of bad 
to come out on Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, you gotta be. So, the funny thing is, the view from this is, it's a panoramic view. Like, it is a beautiful stretch of land. So, the view along Ranch 32 between Wimberley and Blanco, it has the sweeping hills, the cacti, and it's divided by, you know, the long spiny rocks called the Devil's Backbone. It was once the stage of a western drama between settlers and Native Americans. Today, local ranchers have reported ghosts of the Native Americans hurtling cattle over the backbone, while others witnessed um, groups of tormented Confederate soldiers galloping through the hills. So, I've been to the Devil's Backbone. Um, how was that? Because I, I go to Austin frequently mm-hmm. in May. Um, if y'all remember, I went to my uncle's wedding up in Wimberley. Oh. So I was five to ten minutes away from the stretch of road. To come into where I was staying, my B&B, and to go to the, the hall or the ranch that my uncle who held his wedding we had to drive through the backbone so um it's between texas farm roads 12 165 to 2325 and 32 along u.s highway 281 which is basically you know the main highway if you're going anywhere in texas what is the devil's backbone right yeah it's the devil's backbone it connects wimberley and blanco its most iconic view is the limestone rocks. You go in between, I don't know if y'all travel through these back roads where it's just limestone upon limestone. I don't think I have. And you just go through it. Like, I've passed by this road so many times. And it's beautiful and there's nothing out there. You wouldn't think that such violent things happen, so... Again, we had the white settlers taking the land away from the Native Americans out there. <laughs> um, this in more recent years. There's, I'm sorry. There's a website that says how to experience the Devil's Backbone in Texas. Yeah. And it says Devil's Backbone Scenic Drive. It's apparently a very scenic road. Yeah. Oh no, it's fucking beautiful out there. Like normally, I'll take <laughs> pictures when I'm like driving by there because I just think it's really pretty. Um, so in recent years, along the stretch of highways, there's been a lot of numerous fatal car accidents. They even have, like, a gate up where you can, like, where there's crosses and things like that. Yeah. You know, that's how we do it in Texas. We put crosses of where people have been killed. Mm -hmm. And so you'll see crosses up against defense somewhere along the way. Um, a lot of the the ranches around that area claim that they see, um, lights from lanterns yeah traveling through their ranch or like torchlight uh, drivers have also said that they see these lights like behind them um so i actually have a story so like i said i went to wimberley yeah for my uncle's wedding my brother was driving my grandfather back to the the b&b this is my youngest brother he doesn't it doesn't believe it's in like the supernatural like that. This is the same one that I had the experience with the Yorona. He doesn't the... believe in this stuff. 
Is it one of the ones that were, that uh, popped up behind the camera whenever you, <laughs> whenever you went to the restroom that one day? Hmm. Yeah. No. No. That one was. That's my. That's my middle brother. He's an idiot. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love him, but he's an idiot. <laughs> that was him and his friend Jay. <laughs> ah. Okay. Um. No. This is my my baby brother. Um. So he had to go take my grandfather back to the B&B because my grandfather was like, I, I want to go get my stuff because yeah. he's going to stay with my uncle. Yeah. And so my brother drove him back to the B&B. He said that on his way back after dropping my grandfather off, yeah. he said that he saw like as if a car was trying to pass him and like it's following him. But like when he would like slow down yeah. nothing was there like he'd look like he'd see it in the mirror but he'd look back nothing and he's like he just kept going like I, I kept wondering why this car wouldn't pass me yeah and he said that when he pulled in to where the entrance to this this ranch that we, that my uncle was having his wedding at yeah no car passed by him so it was just him on the road, but he could swear it, there was lights yeah, behind him. Yeah, he could swear there was lights following him. And so another account that people say is that when you're in the car at night, you'll see something running on the side of the road. Fuck that. No. No. I already have a bad imagination at no, night. No, 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 no. Fuck that. And so one of the nights we were going back. Yeah. Both my brothers actually said that they saw this. Is that they said that they claimed that they kept seeing like something running on the side of the road as if it was chasing the car. Girl, I gotta get gas tonight. You know how tricked out I'm gonna be. <laughs> you gotta go. so, Oh, damn. That's what they said that they kept seeing. And, um, the B&B, so that night that when we went back the night of the the headlights. Yeah. Hold on, real, real, real quick. Uh, did they see? Did they, they, did... they could. They couldn't tell what it was. But they just saw legs, a figure, moving they towards them. It was running beside towards, the car. Like chasing, yeah, running beside the car. Again, this is just a stretch of road. Like there's, there's really no buildings there. Because that's how like desolate it is. So it's like so, it's like driving from here to Corsicana. It's nothing but back roads. Mm, or driving to the Texas Motor Speedway. Like you know how there's nothing yeah, out there. You, you there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. It's just playing, you know, fields and and you know, Texas land. Those have eyes type shit. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we came back to the B and B. Yeah. This B and B. I'm not gonna lie. It's like I said. It's five minutes from the Devil's Backbone. Yeah. They say. So it's the right there. Live around that area, they're affected by it. Like just the the energy from the road. Like surrounding people are just affected by whatever like negative energy isn't comes this, from this land. Isn't this where they also say that uh, that the black eyed children appear a lot? Yeah. So. The first night that we stayed in the the B and B. This, this B&B had a lot of antiques. Yeah. Old, western antiques. Yeah. It had a 
old mirror that you could tell it was old just from like how the glass was all fogged. Yeah. Oh, okay. And like dirty. And so my brother was staying in the, the room that was right next to the living room. There's no door to this room. It's just a curtain. So he said he was laying in bed and he kept feeling like something was watching him from the living room. Now me, I'm in the room off to the kitchen. It's yeah. just a small little nook of a room. Um, this room just it, it just felt like something was in there with me the whole time. And um, one of the nights my brother went to Austin with the one that showed up on the camera. Yeah. And I decided to stay in his bed because his bed was far more comfortable than mine. Yeah. And I, I, I felt what he was telling me. That it kept looking like something was standing in the living room watching me. Mm-hmm. No. No. And I was just like, and see, the only ones that were in the house that night was my mother, I, and my son. And my mother and I, my son were sleeping in the room uh, in the far back. So, mm. so, no you, possibility of them being. Yeah, like you know, there's no way that somebody could be there. Yeah, no one could be there. Mm. So the last night that we stayed there, again, everyone came to the house. We're all there. Uh, my brother and his friends were messing around. Yeah. So we thought that the incident that happened, they did it. A clock fell straight off the 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 wall and shattered. Damn. The, according to them, no one was near this clock. They were all on the other side of the living room. It fell. This clock had been on the wall perfectly fine the whole time we were there. Mm-hmm. Magically falls off. Nobody opened, closed the door, so there's no way that the wall shook. Mm, so there was just un- unexplained and. and- Unexplainable way that that mirror fell. That yeah, that clock fell. That off clock, off. yeah. Clock. We have no idea how it fell off. Um, I've actually been to like I'll show you some of the pictures. Um, like I I've seen these and I actually have pictures somewhere in my phone of these places. Yeah. In the background because like I said I've I've been there. Yeah, long many my times. Family. Yeah, my family like because like I said my family goes through. Through Blanco, we go through um, New Bronzefield, all that to go to Austin, San Antonio. It's one of the ways you go through. Yeah, it, it does so, look nice. This is um, the glistening limestone. If you don't know, limestone is also another conductor for energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is the one of the roads. This is Farm Road Thirty Two. This is the one next to Johnson City. And like I said, it's it's freaking beautiful there. Like Yeah, it's pretty. This is Purgatory Road. Purgatory this Road. This is there's actually a cavern. A tavern called the Devil's Backbone that you guys can go to. On Ranch Road thirty two. And I, I did see it. It's really small. Y'all. I thought. Um, yes, I'm y'all. Uh. <coughs> this is like a lot of the scenic. So if you're traveling through you'll you'll see it. It's it's gorgeous out there. It looks nice. Like it's, it, you wouldn't think that this beautiful landscape 
mm-hmm. would be one of the most haunted roads in Texas. This is what I was talking about. Um, oh, why is it blue? I don't know. I, I, I don't know why. This is the the gate that I was talking about, where they leave tributes to the Native Americans mm. and the people who died on this road. Oh, and it's okay. right by Wimberley. Well, it's covered in like. Wimberley, um, it, it's seriously just country it's just ranch country there's a lot of like wineries and things like that out there yeah it's legit just like you had to go to get doordash you had to come all the way from either blanco or from san marcos that's how out there in the middle of nowhere it is yeah it is tucked away Mm mm-hmm yeah, like it's it's all it's all wineries, ranches where people have weddings and things like that. Yeah. Legit, that's all it, Wimberley. There's is. a sign for Devil's Backbones Tavern. Yeah. So, if you're ever out driving towards San Marcos, New Bronzeville, just look out because you might be. I'm gonna. On the Devil's Backbone. We're gonna plan a trip through one of these roads. Sounds nice. Better not. I mean, honestly, nothing really bad happened. It's just really haunted. Like I said, it's supposedly it's... haunted because of the Native Americans and the Confederate soldiers. But at night. That, that... But at night. At night. It's fun. Yeah. And I've, I've gone through there at night, and it, it's true. You do see some weird things. Yeah, no, I'm good with that. <laughs> I, I, I'm... <laughs> You're going to pass out. As soon as the, start starts, the sun starts to set, Sam is out. Oh like, fuck nah, uh, I'm awake. Cause what? Well, why would I pass out? Then everyone. He's like, I'm gonna sleep during the day, and then I'm gonna be up at night to make sure none of the bullshit happens. Nah, cause see, look, if I wake, if I go to sleep at night, then I wake up at three, three, three. Car's cold. Everybody else is gone, and then it's just me and some other random chick in the front seat. Nah, bro, I'm good. Where would this other random chick come from? I don't know. The person that took y'all. Because look, where'd y'all go? I don't know. I was asleep. I don't never fucking know. Look, I, I just wake up. I see that. Take me now, Lord. That's it. I'm gonna just. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not fighting. I'm, I'm not about to get out. I'm not about to get out. You're only gonna make it worse for yourself. Man, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, I, 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 I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm not about to run into a random house. Oh, yes, come in, baby. We have soup and coffee. These are ranches. It's not even houses. It's ranches. Yeah, fuck that. I'm not going to no farmhouse. In the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Tonight. You have to drive down these dirt roads to get to them. (laughs) We're we're having you Adrian, we can't hear you. you You're you're muted. Sam's like... uh, I'm muted? No, No, uh, Adrian. Uh, Sam's like... Uh, I'll, t- I'll take the night shift so I know where we're going at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Make sure we get past this area. Yeah. He's yeah. going to speed by it too. Straight He's up. Like, Why are you, you speeding? Nope. Nope. We didn't see nothing. I'm Keep your eyes nothing. forward. <laughs> Keep your eyes forward. Keep your I'm eyes sure. forward. Oh, the only way through is Devil's Back. No, we're making a detour. We're going back. Two hours. Google Maps can detour. <laughs> gonna, Google Maps go can detour. Around. Google Maps can detour. Fuck all that. 
I, I, right. I was gonna say I have a story also. Whenever I I, I lived in Eagle Pass, I was also pretty trippy. It reminded me of, of uh, it rem- reminded me of it when you said that there was somebody uh like they felt like somebody was looking at you through the you know, from the living room, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember when I lived in Eagle Pass, right? Um, we would stay up all night, right? I think I've already told this before, but um, we'll stay up all night. I used to live with my I used to live with my step uncle. Uh, we'll stay up playing video games, you know, before we went to school or during the weekends, right? Stay up all night playing video games, whatever. One of those nights, uh, we're staying up all night. We're playing in the living room, right? I think we were trying to finish a game. We're trying to just complete the story. Uh, my brother, I have a younger brother who's uh, a year younger than me. He was passed out on the couch. Like, he was knocked out. We know he was deep asleep because he was snoring. Right? So, we were playing, having a good time. Da, 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 da. We didn't even check the time. I don't even know if I checked the time at all. All I know is that between one snore, he shoots up. Like, he just sits up, like, quickly. Before he had fallen asleep, uh, me and him had uh, talked about... Uh, taking turns to play, right? Like, we were talking about who's going to take what turn to play to finish whatever mission, right? He fell asleep before it was his turn. So, you know, I, I thought, because he woke up, and the first thing he said, no, no, it, it's it's your turn. It's your turn. Oh, I remember this story. Yeah. Like, it's your turn. No, it's 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 your turn. You, you know, like, David, it's your turn. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, right? But I would look at him, but he wasn't looking at me. He was looking straight into the kitchen. Now, the kitchen, like, it was a trailer home. So, the living room and the kitchen were, like, literally right next to each other. It was just a long, straight trailer. So, he was looking straight into the kitchen. Let's say, you know, like, the kitchen's, like, right there, right? I could see straight to there, right? And I was like, what are you looking at? And then, all of a sudden, he turns this, like, where he's sleeping, like, in the couch that he's sleeping on, is directly in front of the front door. Like, couch is this way, front door is right there. He's looking to the kitchen, and then he turns, and he's like, no, him, it's your turn. He said it's your turn. It's your turn. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, right? So, he had his eyes closed until he turned to the door. So, we turned, me and my step-uncle, my step-uncle is a year older than me, like a year and a half older than me, we turned to look at the door. Tell me why we see, like, you know, this is a, a, a one of those doors that's like, uh, that's like fiberglass on inside and outside and like the aluminum in the middle. Kind yeah. of, kind of a thick door with a long rectangular window pane in the middle, right? Tell me why in that glass pane, we see someone, we see a shadow looking into the house with a top hat, red eyes looking straight at my brother. And my brother will not stop. It's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I get him. We laid him back down. Right? We laid him back down. We're like, wake up or whatever. Right? Whatever the fuck you want to do. We cover Like, he fell back asleep. So we covered him up with the blanket. We're like, just disappear. Right? Because we put like, a, like we, we put something else on top of him. So just like, fucking disappear. Right? Uh, me and my me and my step uncle went to the room, to our room, right, to see if there was anybody there, because the TV was covering the window, 
like the, the front window. Uh, so we went to the room to see if there's anybody there. The trailer is a little elevated, so if anybody's there, we're gonna see him below. We looked over, there was nobody there. We couldn't see nothing there. We turned back around, we run back to the kitchen, like to the kitchen to look at the at the thing. The shadow's still there, but now we don't see the eyes. So also called. So we're thinking as as soon as we were thinking like we should wake wake somebody up, he was gone. Completely gone, just disappeared. Like it wasn't there no more. There was no footsteps or somebody walking out. We had a a, a wooden patio that you no, know, the wood was creaky. It was old. You could tell somebody walks away. There was no sounds. We had dogs outside. No dogs were barking. It was quiet, completely quiet. I was like, yeah, fuck that. We gotta go to bed. Like we gotta go to sleep. I think not long after that, uh, we grabbed my brother, we brought him down to the floor with us, and we all slept together on the floor. I was like, mm, fuck that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <sleeping> here. <laughs> yeah, we all slept together in the living room, like, in the floor. I was like, fuck that. I was like, I don't want to go to the room because the bed in the room was right next to the window. I was like, I don't want, I don't want to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least you know your, your ghost was a gamer. <laughs> At least he was like, "Hey, it's your turn, buddy." <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but that shit was creepy. It was creepy as hell. It was creepy the fuck out. But all right, let's finish this story off. Let's finish this episode off with Goatman's Bridge. This time with clips. <laughs> yeah, we have clips. For this. Yeah. So, Sampy, give us a quick rundown of the of okay. the famous Goatman's Bridge. So. Goldman's Bridge, otherwise known as the Old Alton Bridge, took two years to build. It was open. It was made to open traffic between um, Dayton County and Copper Canyon. These are small little little farm towns, you know. It was built in 1884. Um, this bridge was operational up until 2001, where people thought, you know, maybe we should build a better, safer bridge. So they built one out of concrete right next to it. It is a historical site. Um, so, the bridge started accumulating a lot of like strange stories and sightings due to its historic um, value. Kind of like it's a, yeah, it's historic background. Um, there, like it came from like a lot of like familiar stories throughout the states, but the main local ghost story is. Um, the legend is that a successful African-American goat farmer um, would work across from the bridge and people would go to him, you know, buy things from him and he would place a sign on the bridge saying, Goat Man, this way. And so the local members of the KKK weren't exactly happy about that. This is a prominent, you know, successful um, African-American man. Mm-hmm. He's making all this money. So they decided we're going to lynch him. Mm. Look, look at this right here. Right here. This picture right here. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, what they do, they go to his home. They take him 
they take him from his home, take him to the bridge, hang him, throw him, hang him off the bridge. The body drops into the water. So that kind of like freaks out the clan members a bit. So they're just like, oh shit. Well, they go down, go get the the goat farmer's dead body, and the body's gone. So they figure, oh shit. Um, he got away. He got away. They go back to his home, kill the remaining members of his family, his wife and children. So the story is this man, his, they, they actually do have his name. His name is Oscar. It's Oscar Washburn. So they say Oscar is one of the nice ghosts at the bridge. Um, he's very kind. He won't really say bad things. He's supposed they to help believe... you. Yeah, he's supposed to help you. The bad ghost that here, they say his name's Steve. They say he is the one that's referred to as the goat man. The sightings that they see is someone with large horns that they say curls so far from his head that it's going back into itself. Um, he has hoofs for legs, has the torso of a man. Um, he haunts not only the bridge, but the surrounding like forest. Because so, this, this is a very it's a big, big area. haunted forest. Around, yeah, it's a big area around this bridge. So, around this around this bridge, there's, there's a lot of things around the forest, too, that people have done to contact these spirits. Around the, the uh, on one side of the bridge, right, there is a, uh, what is it, three, uh, a three stump uh, tree, Stampy? No, so what it is, is it's a tree that, um, it basically starts at the root of the tree and then splits off branches around into a circle, reattaching itself. It, and so people it's say in the middle it, it's in the middle of the fork on the road where people walk yeah. through and they tell you not to walk through these trees because it's a portal the middle not to walk through the tree to the tree or get close to uh, to the tree don't even touch the tree yeah because um satanists so a lot of people um a lot of satan ritualists happen in the forest as well as the bridge mm -hmm. and under the bridge too because sometimes the river will dry out, so they'll hold satanic um, rituals under there. And I'm not talking, you know, like just the candle salt and all that. They actually use sacrifices. Mm -hmm. um, There's animal remains. Animal remains found and all that stuff. A lot of people have gone missing from the bridge. They see that they find a lot of cars there just abandoned and you can't find the people like they don't wash up on shore they don't they just go missing um they say that you you should really stay away from the satanists in this area they are not good people <laughs> and there, um there's also a uh, belief that there's a witch who lives nearby in the woods Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. 
but the, with the witch, they say you don't mess with her, she won't mess with you. Yeah. Um. So, another one of the ghosts is actually um Oscar's wife. And remember when I said that if we went to this, it'd be more dangerous for me than it would for you all. Yes. So something attacks and possesses women mm. from this place. Sexually. Most of the accounts of attacks all come from women. Um, women claim that they get very hostile. They feel just burning, seething anger to the point where they feel like they want to attack or kill somebody. They get marked and scratched. Um, they get hit. Some women have actually been thrown and lifted as if they're almost going to be thrown off the bridge. Some people don't know if it's Oscar's wife who's doing it because of how much anger and resentment she had towards the clan members or if it's this this thing that identifies itself as Steve. Because in this bridge, you they, people have gotten a lot of sightings they've gotten a, a ton of EVPs like every video we've seen on this all you hear are EVPs mm -hmm. like of the ghosts and they're intelligent they are intelligent beings so um there is a ritual to get the goat ma'am to come why um, so because people day, want to find it so back in the day, like again, this was an operational bridge. As you can, if, um, David shows you a picture of it. Um, it's the one-way bridge. Okay, let me, let me see. It's it's just a one-lane bridge. So what okay. people would do is they would stay. If you were at an end of the bridge, you would have to sit there, flash your lights three times and then honk your horn three times. And if you didn't hear anything back, then you could go by. Yeah. And so people this is... actually recreate this. And we do have a video of people doing it. Yeah. This is actually like... This is an actual bridge. This is what it looks like. Yeah. It's just this wooded bridge. Fuck that. Like this, this is it. This is where people th like you could see like where people cars were supposed to drive through. And I want you all to know that this bridge is graffitied up the ass. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can show you some pictures. I, I do. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of penises on this <laughs> this, this bridge, guys. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people drill. Look, you, look here. Here it is. Here it is from like view up above. And then there's the concrete bridge right yeah. next to it. There's a, the heavier bridge. You can see the, a better picture of the other bridge built right next to it. It's just a very bad place. You know, so you can see here, you can see here graffiti on the floor. So when go back to that picture, the, the, the bridge next to it. Uh, shit. Hang on. Let's see if I can find it through here. It goes from the overview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right there. Um, if you go up a little bit, oh, it's yeah, next to the book. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, this one right here, too? Yep, so if we're, if we go up there, we're gonna be all on the bottom bridge, and Sam will be standing on the car, on the, uh, bridge, on the top. No. <laughs> on the, on the new like, bridge, I'm not no. even So, here's the thing. 
It's not just the bridge, it's haunted. It's the yeah, surrounding forest. Okay, mm. that's cool. I'm not answering that. Look, you know what I mean? So again, a lot of satanic rituals are performed here. Um, this is a it. A lot of... Oh, that was Kaguya? <laughs> Damn it. One of the, the invest... So one of the tour guides, because you can actually get a tour, um, said that on Halloween, you can honestly expect there to be tons of people there using Ouija boards like crazy at this bridge. There's also a uh, a concrete slab close to uh, the bridge itself that people have drawn a life-size Ouija board. They have graffitied a Ouija board close to the thing, to the bridge mm-hmm. itself. Okay. No, it's it's life-size, so you're it's compelled a to move. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I think the trees on one side of the bridge and the Ouija boards on the other, right, Sam? Yeah. So it's yeah, one, saying, one half of the bridge is the, the tree and then, then the other half is the is the um Ouija board. Well, there's a safe side and a non safe side. Nice. Well what's the non neither do I. That's <laughs> Um, so like we said, we do have clips. Oh yeah. So from you wanna Okay, so let me show you. Let me show. Okay, well, I I I pulled up the TikTok. Yeah, we have two two um videos of them. Yeah, well, the 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 second one is the other the YouTube short that you posted. I'll show that one right now. Alright, so. Keen on Goodman's Ridge Hurry at up, midnight. we only got a minute, folks. See that? Shaddy Daddy, okay. Look at all these people there. All right. They're, they're recreating the ritual. All right, get a, get a spot of the bridge. We got, How many seconds? Three. Okay, get in position. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Knock. Does anybody see anything? Oh, my gosh. So, the of so that's supposed to be one of the things, one of the rituals where you can knock. So we how have everyone a... there was white. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the other video that we have is the YouTuber Sam and Kobe. They do these paranormal um, events. They invited Call Me Chris to join them. Yeah. They hadn't invited Selena Spooky Boo, but just before they got on the plane she physically got sick she was throwing up up to 25 times mm-hmm. and to the point where she had to go back home to canada and, and she, she had a uh, visions and stuff while on the plane yeah, she has visions she's yeah so as soon as she got back in canada she was fine nothing happened to her she was like is this something happened yep so the original person who was supposed to be there just could not like beforehand could not she was fine leading up to the day of and then the day of her food like the day she was supposed to go there completely like just like bleh it's like spewed out her guts on the way back home she had visions on the plane of seeing them in the tree now she had never been to this place so she don't know anything she doesn't know anything so she told she them didn't about know anything about it yeah so she told them she had visions of seeing them in a tree Seeing one of the guys like attacked, it was bad. Um, 
crying. Yeah. Um, he said one of the other ones got lost in the woods. Mm-hmm. And the like she just called them randomly. Like they they're like, This isn't scripted. She legit just called us. Yeah. And I, like Selena Spooky she's she like I follow her, I love her. She is not that type of person to be that like serious. But you could hear like the sincerity in her voice. Like she was just like, You guys like please be careful. There's not good things there. Bad things are gonna happen. Yeah. And I mean if if you knew Sam and Colby from Vine, they're 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 also pranksters and jokesters. They were urban explorers. They didn't do this paranormal stuff until like last year. And call me Chris, she she's the Riley girl. Mm-hmm. She's the she's, she's like a, the she... what I imagine if I had kids. Yeah, she's, she's, she's a yeah, she's a famous TikToker who made like a, just a lot of comedy skits. Okay, uh, I so. know Selena Spooky Boo because of the yeah, she's the, the sleepwalking videos. Sleepwalking videos, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, uh, so now we're gonna show you. Apparently, what I can see in this clip is where they did the ritual. They uh, they recreated the ritual where you would honk your car, the, the car mm-hmm. to see if you got a response back. Man, Steve, Oscar, you are out there. Welcome to talk to us. So that was that. What? What happened? Uh, <laughs> he was just messing around with him. He just wanted to scare him. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch the video, I yeah. just watched the video. I watched the the whole thing. Yeah. He before wanted to mess that, with them, but it was funny. But, but everything after that, they are. Li- no, even before that. Oh yeah. They were getting EVPs like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like. They had, they had uh, someone say Steve. They were asking which way should we go. Full motion sensors and everything that would respond, yeah. like you know, yeah, they, that would light up. They do this. They do the, the the little motion balls, or they do this trick with flashlights because some spirits are so powerful that they can turn, turn on, on and off lights. And so they have a trick with flashlights where it would turn on and off. And so they were getting EVPs telling them to go back to the the stone. Um, the, the stone Ouija board. Ouija board because mm-hmm. they say that area is safer than going towards a tree mm-hmm. as I was saying it's a safe area and a not safe area and so they, they think that that was Oscar talking to him Yeah. like I said in the same episode where um, Ghost Adventures goes to El Paso they go to Goatman's Bridge so yeah. another fact about Denton is it's one of the points of the pentagram in the United States. So, Sampi exactly here, here put a picture of the pen, of the pentagram of blood. And you can see here, down here, most all the tragedies of, and yeah. it's all right here. On the and the lines. 
pretty much where we are is right here. This whole area. I, right I here. think it's funny because like El Paso is on one of the lines, mm -hmm. and we did have a, a major tragedy happen this, here. This will which this would be the, our area the Walmart right shooting. Yep. <coughs> this will be our so. area right here. And right where it says Dallas, you see the two stars, and we are in like damn near an intersection point. That is our area, right? So, let's just show you a quick but, little. Let, let's so, Ghost Adventures, again, yeah. they went to the bridge. They first started off by set. So, one of the first things that happened to the Ghost Adventures crew is that um, one of the members' wife. She was their still photographer. Mm -hmm. um, she got possessed in, in and affected by this place. She was affected so strongly to the point where they had to physically remove her from the area. And this investigation led to their him and hers divorce. Yeah. Because that's how bad she was affected by mm -hmm. whatever possession. And he said when they got home, she just wasn't the same person anymore. So he was like, she's she's not the same. She's so she's completely different. Let me show you why it's just not right to not or not people are not comfortable to be there, especially at night and to start up. This is Aaron. He's one of the main investigators. Yeah. He went to the bridge and he claims he was thrown. See, look. They were performing a ritual, by the way. Mm-hmm. So see, see right here, he is under the bridge. This is Aaron, yeah. and this is Aaron, and uh, Aaron is the one holding the camera, and the guy right here is uh, another one of the investigators. It's Jay. This there you go, Jay. 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 The fire, the, mo the light I that you see down here. The tech guy. Jay is the tech guy. He's the one that sits at the nerve center. He watches the camera. Yeah. That's all Jay does. Sam um, job in phasmophobia. Since he knows. Um, a lot of rituals that's why they're having him do it him and billy know a lot of like these rituals and stuff like that yeah you see so, right here behind him all around him he drew a, a, a circle in salt a protective circle so you know yeah outside of the circle outside of the circle he set a fire to time to communicate with these things right so watch what happens to the fire And they're on top of the bridge. As Aaron begins to show a tremendous amount of fear, he finally convinces Jay to leave the circle and join Billy and myself up on the bridge. Aaron has no idea of the consequences that this decision will have on him. You alright? What happened? Oh, I'm coming. Where are you at? Alright, 
you see right here behind him where the can where the uh, light is. That's his flashlight. That's how far he was thrown. Mm -hmm. You'll see the distance. Oh. Oh, you're back up a bit. Right to where where they met him. That right there, where he's trying to throw a punch, but he's holding himself back. That's where he left the camera, and you know when he fell, and the camera, everything dropped. Just, uh, that's all I'm going to play. But pretty much... I mean, he's not the first one to actually get physically thrown. Yeah, they overplay it, of course. No. Yeah, they have, Good to, too. They have to overplay well, it. There was but no... Aaron, Aaron tends to be the one investigator in the group that doesn't like to overplay that stuff. Yeah. Um, he gets hit. Doesn't make a sound until he hits the ground. But you also have to remember, a lot of the time, they will stop recording mm -hmm. just to change out batteries. Because even Sam and Colby admit that they do that, too. We'll stop recording, and that's when things happen. Yeah. And they're like, it sucks that we can't capture that. Because mm -hmm. they'll be like, we're just changing out our batteries and stuff. And on top of that, earlier in that episode, the, the woman that I mentioned, she's actually captured getting hit in the head by something. And you hear it, like, you hear that loud, audible, like, smack just straight to her head. Mm -hmm. So and there's no a lot of... Her. She's, she's out there by herself. Quiet. She's, like, out there by herself. Yeah. There's a lot of and stuff so that happens there, and a lot of uh, uh, people do get hurt, do, like, yeah, do get do scratched. Get... Um, again, no... A lot of people are like, oh, it's just, you know, people are just overplaying this. They're just overhyping this, you know, just to kind of keep up the story or whatever. But, you know, a lot of things do happen. Yeah, a lot of bad things do happen there at that bridge. I, I still want to go see this place. I still, I'm still interested just to kind of see what's going on. But, you know. Because, like I said, you can get a, a night tour mm -hmm. to go store there. Um, you, you're allowed to uh, I mean, the biggest worry is like, it's Texas. Come on, it's out in the middle of Texas. There's snakes, there's spiders. Yeah, <laughs> that's really the biggest worry. 
<laughs> I like Sam's Unless you're faces. a woman. Unless you're a woman. <laughs> I like Sam's faces. <laughs> like, no. Completely fucked up. I just can't. <laughs> we can bring salt and put salt around the tent, you know? Why? And then the wind blows it, ooh, and then we're all fucked? No. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, because actually sure. the night that Sam and Colby went, they said that it was super Very windy. abnormally windy. Mm, like mm. they actually had to to change their their mics because of it. And you can hear a lot through the video that it was just windy. Yeah, just you can you can you can even see their hair like flowing. The trees moving, everything. Yeah, it, it, it it's a lot. Like they said, it was really out of season, especially because of how hot it was. Because they did this back in like June, and we all know June Texas. Nah, it's like the hottest shit ever. Mm. Oh, that's a big hill. 103. The fan? No, like, <laughs> how hot it gets. 103. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alright. So, we'll end off the episode like that. I think we didn't scare Sam enough. We already cut, we already cut <laughs> out. I don't, I don't, I don't. We cut out a lot of places that for you to visit. <laughs> we already cut off a lot of your travel destinations. Don't give it energy, man. I don't. Like, you said I'm scared. I just know places that I know I'm not going. That's what I'm saying. So, cut off a lot of your travel destinations. No, because those were nowhere near my travel destinations. Hmm. They may have been with somebody who wants to take you. <laughs> Tough luck. The fuck? Y'all could have been totally down to come visit me one day, be like, yeah, tacos. And then I told you all about all that stuff. And now you're not. Um, and now he don't want to visit El Paso. he don't want to visit El Paso at all. Kind of fucked that up, you know? But I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, y'all. So this has been fun. We we spent a lot of time talking about Texas. Texas is way too big. There's just a lot of bullshit yeah. going on. Mm hmm. I think this is our longest podcast yet. This is this has been pretty long. And this the is longest the longest one that we recorded so far. This is that we excluded so many places in Texas. Like mm-hmm. I said, if we really wanted, we could have a two three parter on all the haunted places in Texas. Yeah. So I mean, do we have a topic for next podcast? Uh, we can think of a topic uh, later. I mean, if not, part two. I- I got you. I got you. We'll think of something. Uh, I'll, I'll think of yeah, something, and then I'll let you know. Yeah, we can't figure it out. Then we'll park to you on Texas. <laughs> yeah. Or like we could, like I said, we could we could pick any state. We could just pick mm-hmm. our favorite haunted there's a, places. There's a lot of stuff that we could do. But all right, y'all. It's been fun. Uh, we've had a good time. Uh, remember that we are streaming this over live on Twitch every day on Twitch.tv forward slash Literacy Twenty Two. Or twitch.tv forward slash Sampy Vampy whenever she decides to stream this as well. And the shade. No, there's no shade. Uh, just, just, you know. Nah, my, my streaming schedules. I'm trying to pick that back up. Yeah. So. It's an inconsistency for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, it's, it's just a tired thing. Yeah. Uh, we are everywhere you listen to podcasts. We have a YouTube channel or mismatch misfits pod and yeah just you know rate us follow us subscribe do all that fun stuff all that this podcast five stars yeah no because we're trying no because we're great that too all right y'all you have a good one okay bye god damn it